Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's that time of year. Once again, Philip back in a year of rugby league. As seen through the eyes of 4020 TV, or if you're listening to this as a podcast, he is, I guess. Welcome to a bunch of interviews, clips from the show and such, telling you some of the stories of the year gone. And if there's something you think I've missed, you're probably right. Like Saints winning the World Club Challenge, or Darrell Powell's demise at Warrington, grading, and how bad the new Super League shirt font is. But... There's still plenty to go at. Let's start at the season launch once where the World Cup was held. The, the launch of the World Cup, not the actual final. Because you know how this story ends, we begin with Wigan captain Liam Farrell. Building on the back of last year, last year was a big success for us, but um, obviously a bit of a sorry end to the year. So if we can take bits out of last year, what worked really well for us and um, adding what we've learned this year, then hopefully it can be a success for us. Winning the Challenge Cup and obviously just missing out on, on getting to the Grand Final in Old Trafford. How important is that as a target this year? Yeah, we, that's probably looking a bit further than what we have actually done at the moment. And um, One of the big things we've spoken about this year is just making sure we're focusing week in, week out. Um, and if we can do that, then we're going to give ourselves a shot of being in the big games and that's what we want to be involved in. I think everyone does. Um, but it'd be a little bit you know, naive to look too far ahead at the moment. Having the role as Wigan captain, you know, I grew up when Wigan were winning everything and seeing Andy Fowler and Sean Edwards and whatever lifting trophies. What does that mean to you to have that role? Yeah, obviously Andy Farrell was one of the big inspiration to me growing up as a kid. I, um, I was watching Wigan in the early 2000s, which was um, a period where Andy Farrell was probably one of the more inspirational leaders of the club. And I've been fortunate enough to be around Sean Lachlan for a long time and Tony Lula, who were two outstanding leaders in their own right. And, um, if I can gain experience off the back of them and um, watching the likes of Andy Farrell as a kid, I, you know, hopefully I can do justice of being a Wigan captain. Obviously, it's a great role to get, to get a future career in rugby. Are you thinking 10, 15 years <laughs> down the line you could be coaching in the Six Nations? Oh, no, I don't think I could ever see myself being a coach. <laughs> Where do you see your plans after rugby? What, what, what would you like to be doing in a few years' time? Oh, I'd love to I'd definitely still be involved in the game. I think I'd be silly not to, but uh, probably more on the performance side of things. and. You know, hope, I, lo- I love the game of rugby, so uh, hopefully I can still be involved. Messing the time up slightly, one of the highlights of 2022 was England's win in the Wheelchair Rugby League World Cup final over France. And we got the chance to reflect on that with coach Tom Coy during the Wheelchair Rugby League Awards Night. I can't believe the amount of people that are interested in us. And, and that's not because they shouldn't be, but, you know... It, the pioneers who are here tonight who first played on a car park in 2003 to where we've got to now playing in the copper box playing at Manchester Central 
on BBC, 1.2 million live. It's um, it's amazing, and I can't fathom what's next. I've got some dreams, and I'm going to push for them. But probably what what ends up happening might be even better than that. So how, how old are you? Because you won a World Cup at what age? I'm 27. 27. So you've achieved the pinnacle of the sport. What do you do next? Good question. Win another one. It's the only thing. Defend it in another country. You know, we've won a home World Cup in front of our home fans and our, our family and supporters, which is so special. So few teams get to really do that in any game. Um, and, and the best thing we can do now is go and show everyone that we can do it abroad. So we've got a short cycle to work with, less than three years now until the next one's going to happen. Um, we've got an opportunity to bring new people into the game. Uh, funnel through the developing players in the Super League, the Championship, the Development League in the UK, but also the wheelchair sport athletes who now realise what wheelchair rugby league is. We want to give those people a go and, and have some talent transfer opportunities so that uh, we can go to France in 2025 and, and double up. I think it was such a, a great event everything around the final the game itself was superb when you're in that moment how much of that can you take in the, the crowd noise and all that how much do you take in at that point if it hadn't been taped it would honestly be such a blur it's um, I think a lot of people say like you have the memory of it in the moment and then you kind of create a new memory based on watching it back on video um, what still makes me laugh is when the, when the final whistle went Obviously the cameras were focused on the lads on the pitch embracing and then switched back to where I was, hoping to find me celebrating. But what I was actually doing was in a, in a ball on the floor, um, just sobbing really, and, and overcome with emotion. And anyone who's, who's dedicated themselves to something for, for years will know how it feels when you finally achieve what you set out to. Um, and it was that sense of relief and joy an accomplishment that I just wanted to have a moment with myself on the floor. So like, I still think back to that all the time, really. And so many core memories were made throughout that World Cup, but that's one of the, one of the ones personally for me that I'm so grateful for. You mentioned obviously going on and defending and, and retaining the World Cup. What are the doors as, as, as winning the World Cup open to you as a, as a person and as a coach? Um, yeah, good question. I mean, I'm so passionate about rugby league. I'm so passionate about um, competitive sport and sport in general. I think um, I'm, I, I'm a little bit worried about what sport, what sport is to the younger generation of people because there's so many other things that you can do instead now. So what I'm I'm super passionate about in rugby league and just sport in general is keeping that alive keeping people interested in playing sport at the highest level but also at, at every place on the spectrum so um, what I want to do now at, like you say at 27 having won a World Cup is, is see where I can take my career but also see what I can do along that journey to, to keep people involved whether they be young or old disabled or not disabled I just want as much people as possible to, to carry on playing sport because for me it shaped me in the most um, serious and, and distinctive way were it not for sport and, and specifically rugby league I would be someone completely different so I just want other people to have that experience So um, Lee, Lee Radford then, now we're talking about Castleford this can't just be results because we're three yeah. games into the season and, yeah. and teams can start badly it just happens and the, and the way the fixtures well, they fell last year. the way the fixtures fell they go to Hull Right, this, this is just on paper before anything's played. So they go to Hull, 
toss of a coin. I think I tipped Castleford, whole one. Right. St Helens at home. Forget the fact they've come back from Australia. You still go with St Helens. They're the champions. You're going to tip Saints in every game they play, pretty much, because they should win every game on, on paper. It's not playing on paper. Wigan. Yeah, Wigan. They're, they're better than Cass, so Wigan are going to win. So it's nothing to do with results. No, no. Um, performance, I don't know, because I've not seen the game on, on Friday, although judging by some tweets, it sounds like as soon as Wigan scored, that was it. Cass just collapsed. Collapsed, a bit like Man United on Sunday. Can't mention that enough. To... No. I, I, was, I was sat in the studio and I was like, what is going on here? I was annoyed because I backburned him to score. Um, but this has got to come down to the Joe Weston thing. I think that's indicative in of mind, something. Yeah, I don't think it's just the Western no. thing. I think the Western thing is an indication that... I think there are parallels between what Cass might go through this year and what Warrington did last year. If you know that the 14 of your players are off contracts at the end of the season, it's very hard to get a cohesive group together all pushing in the right direction. And Daryl Powell found that. He needed to get rid of some players earlier because he felt they were a negative influence. He also knew that he wasn't going to be able to do a hell of a lot with some of the players that he knew he was going to release and they knew they were signing for other clubs. It was a, it, Kyle Amor said it, didn't he, when he was on one of his very many media appearances, <laughs> that the atmosphere when he Didn't joined on loan yeah. was a little bit toxic. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think the same is true with Cass. And whilst, whilst that may or may not come under uh, Lee Radford's control because he's involved in, in, in that situation, it might be the board deciding who they do want, who they don't want, who they're bringing in, who they're not bringing in, what um, what options their coach is going to have or whether they're going to tell them what they're going to have. All of that has clearly been going on throughout the off-season um, and it's manifested itself in their first three performances, the Westerman issue and the fact that Radford's not there. I, I think the spotlight falls on the board for me. Regardless of the, the second part of the Westerman issue, the first part is that he was out drinking for... That's the first hours. thing. That's, and that's the main thing. That's, that's, that's a thing. culture thing, isn't it? That's the main the, thing. The, the culture at a club. I, I think... He played the first game after that. Well, you're, I, think, I think you're right to point out that there are two issues here. One is, what is any player doing out a week before the season? <laughs> yeah. You know, you've worked seven, eight weeks in pre-season to get yourself to peak condition. Every club does that. You've done all the hard S&C stuff. But a week before you're going to go out, you're on a bender in Castleford. It's like... Mm, Probably doesn't say too much about you. Then you almost try and sweep it under the well, carpet. And, and um, then you pick him the first week. He his stats would indicate he was one of their best players in that first. But he's dropped the second week. There's something out of kilter there. I, I think this is this is going to be one of those bizarre theories that I come up with. But it's still this is where my brain was going this morning. I think the as Brian Carney described us at the Super League launch, the Rugby League Fourth Estates led Lee Radford down a garden path in that press conference. Now, we were told before, you know, the club's made a statement, blah, blah. But you know, because that's what journalists do, they ask questions about Joe Westerman. And he didn't play a straight bat. No. Just, you know, in, the, in the way that when... Um, I was in the presser when Chris Chester was asked about Izzy Fallout, who was going to come over, and then the game got cancelled anyway. Um, and he just said, you know, I'm not going to say anything. And eventually he did say something, but he didn't say anything at the same time. As soon as... Lee Radford started talking about Joe Westerman. The, the floodgates were open, and and, yeah. and, and people and, and everyone in the in on the Zoom call knew knows what Lee Radford's like and the way he speaks and the way he is. So they knew that if they asked the right questions, they would get the right response for them. And if you ask about something and, and his response is he's mental, 
Yeah. I think Lee misread the room and given his time again, was trying to be Lee. And, mm. and yeah, all yeah, yeah. I, But there are some issues where you can't make a flippant remark and what we, you know, we shouldn't forget and I think we mentioned that you can't forget is that there are victims in this and the club has a duty of responsibility to the people that are affected by it, uh, particularly with the way they make their comments and, and the next day to say, oh, there's been a discipline here and we've looked at it and we find them a huge amount that we're not going to tell you what it is and uh, it's alcohol related and, and so we're going to look at that as well. It's like, that's not enough. You haven't dealt with it. You haven't paid due respect to the people that are going to get hurt by all of this. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there is... It's, it's hard to say because we're looking at it from the outside in rather than the yeah. inside out, but there seems to be... Nobody taking a leadership role at Castleford outside of the playing area say, well, what direction is this club going in? Um, I, I don't know about you, but Wakefield are having something built. There is an edifice there that says, we've said a lot that we're going to do something, we're now doing something. You can... Castleford, you can have as many planning permissions as you like. Have you got the finance? Because we've seen three or four different schemes and none of them are nearer to actually coming to fruition today than they were when they, they're, they're on a drawing board, which is great, but they're on a drawing board. Let's have Lee is enjoying his retirement from rugby league. The uh, mid-season internationals came close to the start of the season, if anything, especially for the women. England beat France 64-0 in both matches. And we spoke to debutant Tyler Dupree after the men's game. But first, here's Kira Bennett. Obviously a bit of a one-sided game, but did, um, did England get out of it what you wanted to get out of it? Um, obviously, I think you'll like it's a, a new group this time round, new coaching staff, new players that have come into the squad. <laughs> I think, yeah, we did everything that we intended to do, uh, trust the process, and um, ultimately our skill and our just competitiveness, competitiveness sorry, just got us on, into good grass. And it's good to be playing international rugby, yeah. isn't it, whatever the standard? Yeah, 100%. Obviously, it's always an honour to represent your country and to get these opportunities where we hear all these girls and boys like wanting signatures now it's just unbelievable and I think obviously coming off the back of the World Cup we need to display more women's rugby and build it up going forward Nice to get a last, um, last one out with Georgia for, for a while anyway Yeah look Georgia's one of my best friends um, so it's obviously going to be tough not seeing her every week but you know these occasions are really special something I'll, I'll always remember and yeah how do you think she'll go and Fran? You know, Georgia and Fran, they're, they're, they're just unbelievable, you know. They've got a skill set, what it's hard to come by. And I think taking the opportunities and playing at the level over in the NRL is going to be going to bring the game on even more. Obviously, it's a big loss for us. But um, what's our loss is their gain over there. And I think ultimately they're going to help develop the sport and, and yeah... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got a podcast now. I'm concerned because obviously it's competition for us. How did that come about? Why are you doing it? You know, um, me and Caitlin, we're, we're good pals, and we were sat down and we just thought we need to start talking about things that aren't talked about. And I think that coming from a player's perspective, I feel like we can bring a lot of that. Um, whether that be different conversations about the development of the game or just what it's like to be a rugby player in in this century, yeah. You've uh, managed to come back with your socks today. That's, that's obviously a positive after last time. Pardon? Last time we spoke was after the World Cup game heading when you, you gave your socks away. You, but you, you've got all your kit on today. Yeah, I've got all my kit on. You know, this is a pretty special kit. Um, one thing I'm really proud of, obviously, associating with Leeds, Rob Burra. Um, so, yeah, it was really proud today to pull this shirt on. 
And again, after the game like the World Cup, lots and lots of spectators. You still, the players still signing autographs, and the game's been gone. What twenty minutes or so? I know. Yeah, I, I just had to be pulled away. Um, you do feel bad when you don't get round to everyone. Um, but yeah, it just shows how far the game's coming. You know, this full stadium with all these boys and girls. It, I just hope they can look up to us and we'll be good role models for them. What's it like? I mean, deaf question because it's one you've probably been asked a million times already. What was it like? Um, do you know what? It, w- it was tough to start with. Um, I think I came on just as they were getting tired, so uh, I was able to sort of like utilise that. And then obviously they came out firing again in second half. Uh, first 10, 20 minutes were, were tough, but. Um, we always expect it to be tough and I wouldn't have it any other way really. What was the camp like building up to this and your international debut? Uh, it's, it's been unreal, camp's been dead professional but ev- everyone's just sort of like gelled with each other in, in such a s- short space of time. Uh, we've only been on camp for five days so uh, yeah, I think that's down to the coaching staff though, I think they've, they've really made us gel um, and uh, uh, sort of like laid the platform of, of what they're expecting. Very much a new looking side coming off the back of the World Cup. What's it like being part of that and part of the process going into a, a series against Tonga and then the, the next World Cup only around the corner? Uh, no, it's quite the, quite the honour, really. Um, obviously, Wayne is looking at a, a younger squad and, and a squad that he believes that can win a World Cup, and to even be looked at is, is quite the achievement for me. So I'm really happy with it, but I'm just, just going to take each, each sort of week as it comes, play well for my club, and then hopefully Wayne will call me again to call me to camp for the uh, Tonga series. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've just seen Ogden. Ogden was on last week. It was fabulous. It was all right, wasn't it? It was brilliant. Um, Again, the best team didn't win Mm. in terms of all the stats and the um, status of the players that wore New South Wales blue. You would have thought that they would have beaten a Queensland team that suffered a couple of injuries and that were picking a couple of players who were out of position but there is something about that resilience and spirit yeah. that they're almost impossible to be go the Maroons the Mar- yeah. Ralph Maroons that's the only other story yeah well, good luck Ralph in your quest to destroy Rebuke uh, thanks for that <laughs> the government are great out there did that we surprise you um, I suppose it did yeah um, you know what the next announcement will be magic weekend for Rebuke <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but it does. It, it did surprise me, I suppose, to some extent. But when you when you think about it and the work that, that Ralph did with the government around, you know, rugby league getting the mm-hmm. uh, yeah, etc. And uh, in actual fact, when you think about it, and his experience in rugby league and a CEO, you know, it, it's not surprising actually. For all no, I think it says more about rugby union that if you were to go back a few years and mm-hmm. say you've got some troubles, we're going to send in a troubleshooter with a rugby league background, they would have gone. They're not coming anywhere near. Well, I don't think they have a choice, do they? But I think it's really interesting, again, the relationship between the two sports, where Rugby Union are at the moment, looking for more rugby league expertise, not just on the coaching side, but now on the administrative side. I, I, I'm intrigued by how this will play out. Yeah. So, you know, Ralph goes in and says, well, I think you should have 13 men. Yeah. Those line-outs are a waste of time. <laughs> those fat yeah. I suspect it probably won't be along those lines. He <laughs> wasn't perfect... And he did lots. He did some bad things, but he also did some good. Things. Oh, I think in terms of his reputation with government mm. and the way he handled COVID yeah. and the negotiations that he went and fought his corner at Downing Street, he is perceived to be, um, you know, an administrator of merit. Mm. And Karen Morehouse was saying the same that he gets underestimated because sometimes he he comes over in a in a bluff manner. Um, but actually, you know, he, he he played a blinder with keeping the sport going at one of its most difficult times. I just think it's really interesting that whether they've got a say in who comes in or not, that somebody with a pure rugby league background is going to be advising rugby union how they move their sport forward. I, I would never have known that to happen in the past. No, maybe not. But actually, as a sport, it's not a badly run sport, rugby league. No, for what it you is. Know, for uh, what it is. It generally cuts his cloth accordingly, you know, and for all the critics of the salary cap, uh, you know, it's not that often that we have clubs I, go I just can't envisage a you meeting know. in the wood-panelled offices of Twickenham <laughs> where the owners of Rugby Union are being told what they need to do by someone who is versed in rugby league. It's a really interesting mm. dynamic. And uh, I, say, I think it says more about the state they're in at the moment. Um, so they're in a mess, rugby is a mess. they're in a it? massive mess. It's hilarious, isn't it? It's absolutely hilarious. The, they've been, they've been um, bailed out too often by an mm. international game and, um, and not address the issues that they have, which, not for discussion here, I just think going to, you know, even the government saying you need to get a rugby league guy in, I've never mm. known that happen mm. before. Uh, now, can you imagine Dudley Wood? Do you remember Dudley Wood? Was he one of the 57 the of, old farts? Yes, go, yes, bring a rugby league man in. He can tell us what to do. The best, the number one, greatest innovation the game has brought in, 40-20. Huddersfield Town, when they were in trouble, they brought in Neil Warnock. And the Neil Warnock of rugby league is in front of me. He's John Kidd. Here's his, his book. Have you got some copies of it? Can you buy these in the shop? No, that's, the. I think, the last one. The last one? Good book. He could, he could go up here, it's our guest. Um, he's been let go by witness, mm. who were beaten by Swinton yesterday. Great result for Swinton, that bottom of the championship. I mean, the, the bottom of Super League is irrelevant because we know what's going to happen there. But the bottom of the championship, you've got Newcastle on five points. You would assume that they probably are in bother because they are five points behind Swinton and York and York have got a massive game on Wednesday going to Whitehaven haven't they and then they've got to play again on, on Sunday against Halifax so York have got a massive week Barrow on 11 Whitehaven on 12 as mentioned Whitehaven playing York on Wednesday Keithley on 12 now after that win that James was at on Sunday and just above them London and Witness now Witness are Five points outside the playoffs, but four points outside the relegation zone. I don't think they're going to get relegated. It, 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 but, but what do I know? I've not seen much championship rugby this season. 
But obviously, they've made the decision that now's the time for a coach they brought him to study things to get rid of him to shake things up again, I guess. I think it was James Gordon on social media, who is a follower of Witness, mm. uh, commentates on the, their games, said that this will now be the seventh season in succession that Witness have ended it with a different coach. <laughs> And you would look at that and say, is is that the issue? Which is not to point the finger at the people that run the club mm. now. Is the issue that uh, unless there is some kind of stability, and it's back to the discussion we've just had about Ian Watson, a view of where you want to be and how you want to get there, and somebody is given the time to undertake that, you're always going to be just changing your coach. And, and as a club, not moving forward... I, I'm not sure what a club like Widnes at the moment expects um, where they think they should be in the pyramid why um, Donkey going solves a long standing problem um, who they turn to next I, I genuinely don't know um, it came as a shock to me when I, when I saw that because obviously we're we're big fans of John. I think the, the job that he's done in the sport is amazing. I think where, wherever he's gone, he's, he's invariably left the team in a better place than they were when he arrived. He is, a, as you say, a bit of a troubleshooter. Um, can still clearly do a job. I think was uh, felt that he, he was prematurely um, ousted from his position at, at Bradford when they were undergoing similar mm-hmm. turmoil and change. Um, yeah, I... I I always get the perspective from supporters, and obviously I am a supporter of a club he used to coach, that when it's not going well, when you're not winning every week, it's easy to criticise his style of play, because it's pragmatic, it's not expansive, it is what it is, but when it gets results it's fine, because you're not bothered, but when it doesn't get results then, you know... But you know, he'll be back somewhere because somewhere else will need that fire, that firefighting. I don't Absolutely. know where. I don't know where. Absolutely. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm not on the Wakefield Facebook group yet. I'm sure they're all saying, "I'll come back as director of rugby" and all that kind of thing. Well, of course, but of James, course that, James Ford um, hasn't yet yeah. been replaced, has he? So I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be the the worst idea, would it, to have him as a well? Uh, it may even help Mark Garth and somebody who I suspect that the pair will have worked together mm. when Mark was. Uh, was working on the academy area. Yeah, John would have been the coach there, so it's not that like as if they're unknown to each other. It might be a good fit. You don't want to. You just look at the league table in whichever division, and you go, "Oh, well, if they lose this game and they lose that game, and then you can see John Keir turning up at another club." But it'll be on the telly at least next time that when the uh, Challenge Cup semi-finals talking, roll around. Talking good sense. You just talk good done. sense. We made a new friend this year in Halifax in England's Rob Hawkins, one of those aforementioned World Cup winners. And thanks to that, he got an invite to Wimbledon for the tennis studies rather than a London Broncos game. How do you decide what to wear and who told Tom Halliwell that a three-piece suit would be a good idea? In all fairness, I did the same. There's a photo going around. Uh, well, there's a photo on, on the England Rugby League site um, where it was just showing me in my shirt and my waistcoat. And that was because they put the roof down. I do apologise, I've got my cap blaming. Uh, oh, oh, yes, attention yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Cats <laughs> on attention. Um, but because they had to have the roof on for that first match, it stayed on throughout the whole time. Um, wait a second, let me just go over there. There we are. Um, tail wafting inside camera, so it's always great when I get another another guest on. Um, but I had to take me my me, me, uh, jacket off because the ruling is at Wimbledon is that if you if you put the roof on, um, you 
can't take it off until the game's ended. So I'm there surviving at least a few good games with my jacket on. And I'm like, right, starting to sweat now because the heat's starting to come in. So I took it off and then they were like, oh, uh, went out front to balcony area. And uh, I think it was Simo that said, right, let's grab a photo and we'll send it over. I'm like, okay, so you got them them two still in the jackets and me just there in my me, in me, uh, shirt and shirt and waistcoat. And I'm I'm just wondering, how in the flaming hell are you guys actually staying on, like staying like fully, uh, fully dressed in like in everything? I, I couldn't survive and I was, I was close to like flaming, unbuttoning me, unbuttoning my shirt and like rolling it up as quick, as much as I could. Um but no, I mean, because the temperature were off and on, like, well, the weather, I should say, because it was raining one minute and then it was sunny and then it was like, you couldn't win. Um, and then it got to the point where it just decided, right, we're going to stay sunny now. Um, I don't know, but I mean, it felt good to say that we all had different types of suits on. I had my World Cup one on, because uh, in all honesty, I love wearing that suit. Uh, it always brings back the good memories uh, throughout, throughout the World Cup, but then at the same time, it's also just, I enjoy it. I like the suit in, in general. You had uh, Halliwell there in uh, the cream one, which I think he wanted to fit. I think they were like some form of dress code that I didn't know about with regards to that. And then Simo rocking up in the shorts as well, which he, I did get warning that he did have permission from it. Um, so I found that quite funny as well, to be honest, because uh, I got forewarned before and um, I got a call saying, right, do you need, do you have any questions about it? Uh, anything with regards to the dress or anything like that we say no shorts obviously we give Simo a bit of a uh we've given him like a bit of a one-off we can allow him to do it obviously because of because of uh the um i forget the the legs pretty much um and uh yeah it, it was quite funny because i've seen him like you see everyone else like wearing like suits really suited up and then you see out um Simo just walking around in shorts and i was chuckling to myself throughout the day because of that I thought you were rocking the Gareth Southgate look. Oh, really? <laughs> the the other um, question, which everybody must surely have asked you, is what do they give you? Presumably it's more than a cup of tea and a punnet of strawberries and some cream. Um, because I know that Tom was uh, worried that he'd used the wrong cutlery. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all... Um, so we, we had... Uh, we started off with some, like, uh like lunch kind of thing uh beforehand before the match has started so we had a strict thing of like right be there for 11 at the earliest and uh, we sit down for about half 11 and it goes um and we just sat there we're all eating and then we're making sure about like i think we're all like looking at each other at one point like right who's gonna pick up the cutlery first because whoever it is we're gonna just follow their lead um and it was tough because we don't we we're not used to that. We're normally just used to seeing right. We've got a knife here. We've got a fork here. This is what we're eating with. But with this, we had to like completely change it. It felt like we're like right. We're not in this situation normally. We're not like which one are we supposed to use first? And that uh, it's it's tough. It's really tough to actually say which one it was. So we were kind of we were kind of like winging it a little bit, or just following whatever someone else was doing because. I know me and Halliwell joked and we were like, right, we're not going to be the first ones because if we got it wrong, we have someone else that we can pin the blame on and it's not us. So we were making sure about that. We had um, we had a good amount of things to take away with us though. Um, now, uh, we had, uh, I'm trying to think, like proper Wimbledon like water bottles kind of thing that they gave us that they made sure to basically state that it was eco-friendly. Um, 
and then also like these uh, metal cups as well. So they basically gave you like a bottle of water and then the metal cup where you can just pour it in. Now us the Yorkshire lads, we didn't we were thinking about that. We were just drinking straight from the bottle, to be honest. Um and just going from there. Although we saw a lot of other people doing it. So we we I think we got a bit of leeway with that. Um but then we just we had, we just sat down, we had um this the service there was like unbelievable. Like we didn't expect it like you'd have a you get people like you get the uh the staff there offering you a drink you finish your drink two seconds later they're coming over and saying would you like to come over and it's like right how am i gonna play this because i definitely cannot get uh i can't get too heavy on the drinks but they were really they were really good it was it was honestly unbelievable with how amazing that staff was and just the event all all day around the front balcony you could see the other you could see the other courts um it was just one strict thing and that's when when players are in play you're not allowed to come in or out of the box you've got to sit there and just wait but it weren't really too bad really were honestly it was just an amazing day and it's definitely one from the memory books if we were handing out awards right now for club of the year and i know we're what halfway into this well no that's halfway into the season then the club of the year in super league would be the league leopards who have rebranded in a comical way granted they haven't got a website yet but uh, they are second in the table. They're in the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup. I, I said to Edwin, a, a puppet at the start of the season, in a, in a comical way, almost all the pressure was taken off the players and the coach at the start of the season because of the, the rebrand. And, well, you can't say that now because they've won 12. They win again at uh, Castleford at the weekend. They've got Salford this weekend. If all results went their way, um, <laughs> they could go top of the table by the end of the week, which would be... Uh, which would be some story in 2023. Oh, it's astonishing. I mean, um, I think Adrian Lamb deserves an enormous amount of credit, um, not only for the way he's prepared his team, the tactics he's played, but um, the fact that the belief that he's had clearly going into the, the season has, has translated itself into the players. They've kept most of them fit. They play a lovely, attractive style of rugby. They've got some key players in the spine positions that are playing well every week, not least his son, Lachlan, who, who again, if we were to give a man of steel two-thirds into the season, I reckon he'd be it. Um, and he'd probably be fighting off John Asiata for the uh, for the, for the crown as well. Um, no, it, it it's an amazing success story because we haven't seen a promoted team perform as well as this ever in the summer era. Um, and, and I don't think, you know, you know, I need to look further than that. Off the field, Clearly, their pre-match entertainment has been brilliant. Um, the buy-in, um, I, I think, you know, it's harsh to use the word comical about their rebrand. I think we may have thought that in February and, and looked at, you know, are you using the right logo when you, you know, is it really a leopard and is the, is the, is the shirt great or, you know, does it need revamping a little bit to, to get you? Forget all of that. The town has bought into it. Um, the fans have bought into it. Uh, nobody really is calling them centurions anymore. They are leopards. And uh, in that sense, the rebranding has worked. Um, and, and again, I think you've got to take your hat off to, to Derek Beaumont, who again can be a, you know, a figure of fun uh, occasionally, you know, sometimes he, he, he perhaps tweets when he shouldn't and, and, and maybe about things that he shouldn't, but, but all in all, I think his, his, um, his, his leadership and it, and his financing it, it has, has been almost impeccable this year for what they've been trying to achieve. And I, and I wouldn't want to take anything away from, from what they've done. The problem they're going to have is if this success comes back and, and bites them, because, 
two or three of their players, you can imagine, would be very sought after in the, the NRL. And, and then you've got to almost start this process again. But but where they are at the moment, um, yeah, team of the year without question. No, I'll just echo that. I just, uh, it's tremendous. I was re- looking at Twitter this week. I saw some interesting stats on promoted teams and what they have on, and uh, have done and what they haven't done. And one that stood out was that there's no promoted club that has won 15 games since Oldham in 1982-83, which is, 83 was the year I was born. So it's such a long time ago. <laughs> you know, but what have they won? 12 games. So they're, they're not far off that. And you'd expect them to get at, at least 15 games between now and the end of the season. So I think, you know, historically that just proves it, doesn't it? As, as Phil said, they're certainly the best uh, promoted team in uh, in the Super League era. Smart recruitment, and an owner who's obviously got the money to uh, back up his mouth, which which must be substantial, though, in Derek's moment's reputation. Uh, they, I mean, they've done. I think, I think we, we, we shouldn't lose sight of the style that they played as well, because again, it hasn't been five drives and a kick. They played wonderfully entertaining rugby, scored a lot of tries. They like to move the ball. Um, they're not frightened to express themselves. They're doing it off the back of a an aggressive pack of forwards who who can play. And, you know, if we are talking about John Asiata, yeah, he's tough. Um, you, you wouldn't want to be stopping him if he was running at you, but he's got a beautiful late offload in him. And that's giving people like Lamb and Reynolds the, the chance to spread the ball. They've got old heads in, in sort of Hardacre and Briscoe um, who, who just know how to manage a game. And they've stayed relatively, well, not relatively, they have stayed injury-free. There was that amazing stat the other day um, as who's got the most ever presence and and it's something special when you've got the smallest squad but the most number of people that have played all the games this season that's just something about the conditioning staff the, the training regime um, you know the fact that they've they've spread the workload about themselves I, I, I just don't think you can you know, I think we may be underestimated Adrian Lamy took Wigan clearly to a grand final that was lost by a, a fingertip but but was then dispensed with and you thought you know, is Lee a retrograde step when going back into the championship? Clearly it isn't. He's a fantastic coach. And again, you know, wouldn't want to put any dampeners under the, the success that Lee have had so far this year. But you would be very surprised if, you know, teams in the NRL were not looking at him. Bearing in mind, he's still a, the assistant coach of Australia, um, who clearly don't play often enough. But he's still very highly thought of over there. And, and you would think, um, particularly if there was interest in his son, um, and, I, and I'm not saying this because I, I wish him to leave, either of them to leave, Lee. I, we want the best talent over in our competition. But you'd be very surprised if certain clubs weren't looking at him as a potential assistant coach, his son as a as a, as a leading player. Uh, but forget all about that. Enjoy the season. I, I, I tell you what, the, the semi-finals coming up are almost impossible to predict. And even though um, St. Helens are favourites in terms of the bookies mm. uh, for the Challenge Cup, that is a semi-final where Lee have got absolutely nothing to lose and the players that they've got and the manner that they played they'll trouble saints and lee at wembley would be another fantastic chapter in this wonderful story this year right wembley now and three sets of winners to hear from halifax in the 1895 cup lee after a historic men's final and even more of that stuff was written in the women's one with tara jones becoming a future trivia question answer 
history maker, Tara Jones. Tell me about the trial. Uh, yeah, she's absolutely incredible, you know, absolute team effort today. Um, there's a few of us that got over the whitewash, obviously me being the first, that's absolutely incredible and that's something that will stick with me forever, that actual moment and things like that. But credit to the girls, an absolute team effort, we're one squad and, you know, every single person in that squad, whether they stepped on the field today or not, we've all played a part in this and we've made history together. Are you able to sum up what it feels and obviously we're still minutes after the game's finished? Yeah, it's just, it just feels a bit surreal really, like you say, it's, it's still hard to put it into words you know we're all really really excited we're all buzzing with the result um, yeah it's hard to put it into words but just exciting we're absolutely overwhelmed with all the support and we thank all the fans for following us so yeah real big day for us I think it was last year there were some ridiculous celebrations on the bus what's it going to be like this time going back to St Helens oh who knows <laughs> who knows what's going to happen on this bus on the way home and then when we get back to the club later on but um, yeah the celebrations are going to be big and we're going to party hard tonight congratulations thank you very much how do you feel on top of the world, cloud nine, and to do it at Wembley, it's just amazing, yeah. What was the experience like, the whole week building up, the today, the match, the after part? Well, the, well, the after party is on its way. Um, do you know what, I've got to give it to say to the club, you know what I mean? Um, we were unfortunate to not get a bit of payment and stuff this year, but we stuck through, we're a tight group of girls, and what they've done, you know, with us coming to Wembley, it's just outstanding. They've been there for us. They've been giving us loads of kit, um, giving us captain run on on our home ground. Um, you know, good food, breakfast, luxury bus. You know what I mean? It, it goes on forever, um, and they really looked after us. And for us to then go out and win it, for not just us but for the club, it's just it's just phenomenal feeling. Team performance out there. No, no individual stood out then. Everyone, everyone's happy about the team. I, mean, I know Jodie won the play of the match medal, but. Oh yeah, sure. we we always say play of the match. You know, it goes to the whole team, um, and we all worked really well. And you know, some of our tries it hit about you know seven players before that try had happened. So that takes all seven players. You know what I mean? And behind the scenes, behind the fans and stuff, no matter what you think, that comes off uh, hard work in the middle or the outside backs or quick play of the ball. So do you know what I mean? We we all work really hard together, and uh, we definitely pulled it off. That five-minute spell in the first half where you scored three tries in, in quick succession, obviously. What, what were you feeling after that? Were you thinking, we've got this, we've, we're, we're going to lift the challenge? No, um, obviously we've kept positive all week and we know we're a strong team. But, you know, you go out there with knowing the unknown um, and we expect nothing. Um, after we scored them three tries, we kept nil-nil in our head. Um, and just keep doing what we're doing and building pressure on their side um, and just trying to control the game um, you know we control it and then we go again so just stick to the completion and uh, yeah it worked bad performance for the forward pack unit as a whole no what the hell are we ever bad we're amazing um, but yeah no it, it was phenomenal the forwards the backs um, even when Zoe went off uh, Jody switched his full back uh, Tara in 13 when the, when the team gets changed you know it's hard it's hard to readjust and everyone did it phenomenally yeah it was awesome What's next? What's next for St Helens side? Obviously, the, apart from the grand final. Well, the grand final is our next look along, so uh, our next look up. So we're going to look to that. To uh, we want to lift the cup there, and um, just taking every day as it comes, every week as it comes, every game as it comes, um, and we'll see what happens there. But now you've been here. You must want to come back again and again and again. Well, hopefully they'll keep us here and hopefully we showcase a great game. So, you know, we're hoping to come back next year, but, you know, maybe it might be four in a row. You never know.
plain old season wearing uh, leopard print shirts. I don't think I love it, mate. Party outfit. Lee, what, what, why has it happened? What, why has this happened to Lee Leopards? Because we have an owner who believes in the club, in the town, uh, and we have a coach who believes in his players, and we have players who are best mates. That's why we achieved that today. At the start of the season, I have this theory that everything Derek's done, the kit, the rebrand, it takes all the pressure off you because everyone's talking about him and how daft he is. Yeah. Is there any? Am, am I coming up with some nonsense? Listen, Derek's a really smart man. Whether he did it for that reason or not, it's obviously worked a little bit because we're achieving. And all the talk was we wanted to avoid relegation, and on the inside we were confident what we could do. But I think we've achieved. It's one of the biggest in the game, isn't it? To to win the Challenge Cup, what does that mean to you personally? Mate, as a kid and a rugby player, that's all you want to do. You want to win the Challenge Cup. And getting older and older, I'm 29 now, and maybe last year I thought I was in the Championship. I thought I'm never going to get the opportunity to do that. One year later, I've just lifted that trophy up. It's the best feeling in the world. I get to do it in front of my grandparents. It's the best feeling in the world. Congratulations, Challenge Cup winner. Um, you. you said that on Monday you were here, I suppose last year, won the 1895, wanted to win the big one. You've won the big one, how are you feeling? I, I can't put it in the words, to be honest. It's what? Just, <laughs> it's <laughs> what? I was going to speak. I was going to speak What's going to him, on? I was going to speak to him, but I'd rather speak to you. It's something that I've, you know, I, we've, we all the boys have worked hard and we certainly deserve this, you know, it's, it's just awesome. I can't put it into words, it's, it's crazy, but it's happening now. Um, I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll sit back, have a beer together and enjoy, enjoy this moment. You were winning up until the last minute of the game. They equalise. What's going through your head at that point? Um, yeah, so you know, grand finals and semi-finals. It comes down to the last last minute, and you know, when they try, when they scored the try, you know, we, we just had to get ourselves together as a group, and you know, we went out there and we said, oh, okay, if we if you're gonna kick off or if you're gonna you know get the ball first, you know, we do what it, what it takes to get you know get that win, you know. So um, yeah, no one was negative in that in that period. Everyone was positive. We knew that we were going to get the job done, and um, you know, Loki, you know, he, he does what he does. So yeah. What did you do when the ball went over? Just a relief, just a big relief. I just turned to the crowd and just pumped the air, and then just ran into pile up from where the boys were piling up on on, on top of Loki, but. Yeah, it, it was just um, a big relief, and you know, I just told myself, you know, this is it. We, we've done it. It's been 52 years coming for the fans, like I've told you um, before. Before this week, I mean, before this this game, and you know, it's those are the moments that the fans will have forever in their hearts, and that's why we play the game, you know. And um, you know, these are the moments where, for me personally, as a player, you know, I'll, I'll think I'll think about when I when I look at this, you know, medals or when I look at the trophies or when I hear about Challenge Cup, these are the moments that will linger in my heart. What are you expecting the reaction to be from back home? Because you win, your coach, obviously, Adrian, the, the man who puts over the drop here, was the first ever Papua New Guinea to win the Landstone Trophy uh, this afternoon as well? Um, yeah, it's it's massive, you know, all my family, uh, all my, you know, good mates, good friends and everyone was up late, 12 a.m., you know, midnight wasn't ideal but they were they were up to you know watch the leopards play and everyone was emotional on the phone they sent, sent me message through and you know those are the stuff that 
you go out there and you, you play for them. You know, you represent your your people and your community and um, and the people that you know, uh, people that look up to you or people that believe in you. And, uh, just you know, just to know that you know they they are up late, knowing that you know we, we've got the win. I'm I'm pretty sure that they are you know they are just over the moon and. I'm sure it's going to be a big niche back home. It's already a big niche with, with social media and that. But um, yeah, just you know, they they love it. It's it's a rugby league nation, and it's not only for the leopards or for myself. It's it's an achievement that I'm sure the the people that follow rugby league back home will you know will celebrate. You're going to try and get Mr. Beaumont to and fly yeah, you all over with with the trophy. You're going to get the trophy back in Port Moresby. Um, I'd love to take the trophy back, but yeah, no. Um, you know, I'm proud of Loki for what, what he's done this year. You know, he's been outstanding. I think he's been one of the best, you know, halfback, one of the best players in, in the comp, and he certainly deserves to get that um, trophy as, as a man of, I mean, man of the match performance. You know, he he's, he scored one, he, he he got that field goal, and you know, he's been he's been awesome. So I'm, I'm very proud of him as a, as a Papua New Guinea brother, and just to play alongside him, it's just awesome. So yeah. Part of it. Finally, what about the noise? Could, could you hear it at full time when the, when the kick went over? Because it just—it was a great atmosphere throughout, but that was a, a, an amazing moment. Right. I couldn't I couldn't listen to the people that were next to me, so we were just looking, like literally just eyes, and then connecting. So when we got the break or when the crowd went quiet, that's when we get together. But the atmosphere was just epic and um, just you know, it's um, like I I knew that. I was just standing there and um, thinking through like 52 years ago, moments like this happened and I knew that those fans were reflecting on that and I'm sure a lot of the people in the, in the crowd teared up and you know, thought of those moments. So, um, I'm very proud that we've done the job for the fans and for the people that, you know, that, that came, came all the way to support us. Yeah, look, Battler always going to have their say, but you're right, 65, probably very dominant. I still thought we were in control, even though it was camped on our line. We defended with a, a really good attitude and energy and, and you know, turning up for each other, I suppose. It's, it's, that's where the teamship and mateship counts. I thought we had it in spades today. Um, got to commend Battler, thought they were brilliant. Um, we, we had like a grind, we just set for set for long periods and... They were good and they did what they always do, they hang in there and they came up with a brilliant try, it must be brilliant to watch on TV and, and between them I thought we caught a really good game to advertise the championship and um, they hopefully dragged a few more fans along to watch those games but you know, had we lost it or even drawn it I thought at the end I thought it would have been, probably might, might sound a bit harsh to Valley fans but I thought it would be a bit criminal, I thought we'd absolutely dominated the game um, but unfortunately they did score a great try we made them score on the last blade of grass in the corner which made a real difficult kick for Luke Cooley who had an outstanding game and he'd probably go away a little bit a little bit sour on the kick but you know, on the whole you know, I thought we deserved winners but it was a really good game Did you watch the kick? Yeah I watched it and it was silent it had been quite noisy a bit before then it went really quiet and obviously our fans are behind them post, so I was thinking it had gone straight through but um, yeah, difficult kick difficult circumstances and unfortunately it went the right side of it right for us yeah, I thought we were good. We probably didn't challenge them quite enough. We were happy just turning the ball over. I thought we needed to just, just push a little bit more. And I think there were more points in that for us because it took a lot of energy away from with our our control of the ball in the territory we had. So, yeah, 
it's a final though, whether it's one point, ten points, thirty points, no one cares at the end of the day, the name on the trophy will be Halifax Panthers. Okay. Not nice in the trophy back Yeah, it's been lean. It's been lean, hasn't it? Since the last um, the wins and you know the last last time we had opportunity to come down here was eighties. A catch up um, yeah, the uh, last opportunity they had to come here was eighty seven, wherever it was and our fans still talk about it, and it, it doesn't annoy me. I don't want to say it. We have any disdain, but it's more we've got a current crop that deserve a bit of attention as well, and, and hopefully they can get that, and, and they can hopefully be revered like the ones that I've looked up to forever, and we still see around the club. Will George, Mick Scott, Paul Dixon's in there, Tony Anderson. You know, so there's a load of blokes that we still see around, and, and they are revered by our fans. And hopefully we've uh, we've jagged a few more because we don't always get that many at the shaver. So hopefully a few of them can turn out, and we're next at home as well. Quite noisy as well. Yeah, they were. It was good. Uh, really good atmosphere. We, we got we got here in good time and got to watch the the men's challenge cup final. Caught a bit of the ladies on TV. It's been a good day for rugby league, hasn't it? And, and to get Lee on the trophy as, as well, a new name on the trophy is great. Um, in another very good game. So I think on the whole, everyone got the money's worth. This competition, how important is it to the likes of Halifax? Back you have this chance to, to come to Wembley and play for the do you know what? It doesn't feel that important until you start going, hang on a minute, we, we could have a chance of doing this because it's, it's a tough path. You've got to go and play tough teams to get there. It's not an easy thing to get to. Um, and people do go, it's only 1895, not bothered. But I'm pretty sure they'd like to be studying out, to be quite honest, and probably gives these lot a little bit of fire for what it's, what's the remainder of this season and, and our playoff hopes. Um, and moving forward after that into, into getting here again at some point. I thought Louis did some great stuff. Um, he had my heart in my mouth at one point, but that was one blip I thought in a game where I thought it was really good. Obviously, took some nerves to knock them, them penalties over as well, which was smart. And you know, in recent weeks, Louis, he's, we've had a few discussions, if you like, um, around some of his decision making, and he, he got put in some tough spots tonight in terms of the pressure they put him under. And he came up with the right decisions at the right times, which were brilliant. And um, he's been great for us in Keyes' absence. Joe Keyes is almost there. We're in the squad this week. Um, just got a little bit more work to do, but big absence for us throughout this season. And that's been a contributor to our up and down form. But I think certainly recent weeks with Bernal, Pickersgill, Jufre, along with our hookers, uh, have really stood up and, and, and took that game plan on and done a really good job of it. What next up in top tour of uh, Halifax? What have you got? Oh, nothing too grand. Everyone's got work to do. They've all got to go back to site next week. Um, now we'll, we'll travel home tonight, um, which not ideal, but you know the expense of it all and all the rest of it. Um, we'll get home and enjoy a few, few quiet beers on bus, and then when we get back, a few hours of recovery, I'd imagine, um, before. We all meet up again tomorrow and spend out some time with our families because it's as much for them as it, as it is us. Yeah, well, uh, to be fair, been a problem a few times. Uh, kicking game when a joke is not there with us. End up in a, a bad grubber kick in the middle of the pitch and then Woody on the next kick. Kick it straight in touch. That puts back in, into the game. We, we know they are a grinding team, so they're going to stay in. And we showed us. It's only difference was just missing goal kick, so but it's good to be on the good side. And how do you value this competition? Because obviously the Challenge Cup final now is probably going to be for Super League teams. Do we need to build this up a little bit more for championships? Yeah, this is an unreal opportunity you know, for people in championships. There's heaps of players that are part-time, so they're working all week. And turning up, doing that shift in middle that weekend is unreal. They deserve more than anyone to be here. It's just good to do, to do it with them. And the Halifax crowd, they were fantastic right from the very beginning. Did, did that spur you on? 
Yeah, they've been unreal, you know, since I, I came here two years ago, well, last year. Um, they've been here every every week singing our name, singing the club name. And to do it for them this year on 150, uh, just another feeling just on top of it. Brilliant. Congratulations. Thank you. What, what was going through your mind at that moment where you're just waiting for them to take the conversion? You know, there's nothing at all you can do. Oh, to be fair, I was tired, you know, I'm playing on the right side and it was last play. I went all the way to the left to try to make a tackle. They end up off-roading and scoring on the right, so I was going to be fair, just catching my breath and then lucky for us, I miss it. And that was a defence, so just, yeah, happy, happy for the reason. It was a ridiculous try this time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how many passes, that must be one of the best tries of the year, to be fair, credit to them, but, but I think we, we, ground, we ground the win all the way and we, we deserve it as much as ever. Yeah, yeah, it will be, it will be, I'm sure everyone will be out and we, we'll have a good time. 40, 20, oh, <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned um, Game Face, are, are you sick of that photo they keep using of you? I've just seen it again today because they're setting up this women's wheelchair rugby again. You're on there with you, with you. I, I don't know what you're doing. What, what, what's going on there? What was that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so my six year, and I have to get used to corner six because she's just turned six. My six year old niece, um, was at that game because that photo was taken at Manchester against Halifax. Um, and we have this thing if she's at my game at the end, we kind of do it psychotic smile to each other um, <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean she has to see my game face in person I mean she sees my game face a lot of the time and she's not bothered by it so that was like our next step of joking about and um, when I realised that photo had been taken I'm like oh no oh no this is going to haunt me and it's been <laughs> so I found out it had been used in the uh, Challenge Cup programme at Wembley the other day <laughs> first of all I wanted to cry when I saw the picture then I started laughing about the caption Hot Wheels um and then the Hot Wheels advert from when I was a kid started playing in my head which is not fun because my brain stuck on it for a few days uh, <laughs> and then this that's gone out about the women's event prior to the Challenge Cup I so I was asked for some photos that I would prefer I assumed it was for this uh, and I was asked to provide some of my favourite photos of myself. Um, so there were some from um, the World Cup advert that we shot, no. uh, which, you know, battle ropes in a wheelchair. Worst decision I ever made. Uh, <laughs> but there were some from Leeds games and all that. And I assumed one of those would be used for, the, for whatever was going out. And somebody actually sent it me on Snapchat today. I went, <laughs> and literally that voice note of that laugh. Um, <laughs> and then um, one of my teammates said, I'm going to make sure this photo never disappears after I went, I despise that photo. I, it's rare for me. To, it's, I think because I'm so, I'm so much in game face in games that I forget there's still cameras at the end of games. So when my niece is there and we do stupid faces and that slightly psychotic smile, um, I forget and I don't pay attention to the camera. Um, fun fact, by the way, uh, at that game, um, apparently she was my daughter. Blew my mind afterwards because I looked at my phone once we'd left um, and I, and I was like, everyone's going, why have you not told us you've got you've got a daughter? Like, when? How? Who? And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so um, essentially, I finished, give her that look, got sorted and changing room, 
got my phone and saw all these messages, went back out and was like, your mom's going to kill me, child. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, and then when all the photos started coming out, I'm like, I'm, I'm no, no. And since then, believe it or not, she's not been to a game. So I haven't done that face. But I'm pretty sure that I don't know. I mean, I always say I nobody knows how long they've got in in them for this sport because it depends on, you know, as a disabled player, my conditions and how they progress. Um, but as she said, potentially donkey shoes. I'm gonna be in and I can guarantee the day I retire, that'll be the photo they use. Um <laughs> I'll make sure of so the, Thanks, uh, Phil. No problem. I want to start with the. We should start with the dream team because it, it's out, and uh, I love it because people get obsessed about it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't particularly care. So, I mean, I, obviously, now I don't care about Super League. It's all about the championship for me. Super Green is rubbish. Subscribe to buy a player's league. Spat his tyre. He's dummy out there. His tyres out the pram. Um, but everyone gets upset about it. How, how did you? How did the drink? Do you have to pick your thirteen? Because we don't know how it works. So throughout the season, we nominate for the Man of Steel. So every person gets a game, and obviously, it's all, that's all points. Yeah. So everybody gets points throughout the season. Then obviously, it's an accumulation of who's got the points. And then for your dream team, you get sent a form, and then you get sent the people that are in those positions. So maybe like the top four or five in each position. Okay. Um, and then it's purely down to my my I choice. Think, yeah. My opinion, but I had ten of the thirteen. Woo-hoo. I think a lot of them did pick themselves this year, which is no disrespect to anybody who was on the judging panel. <laughs> but there wasn't a huge amount of dispute. There were odd ones, but ten of the thirteen probably is about right. Oh, yeah, I had um, Field as my fullback. Wells has been sensational. I had Field as my fullback. I'm saying it's not giving you a free hat or something. <laughs> You pick all Lee players because you've got a hat. I really do like Lee, but it's not the reason I picked do you, them Do you want to arrive on those field Lamborghinis? Field's Wigan anyway. Why not? So I said, do you upset Saints? Uh, I've not upset Saints. The Saints have not upset me. I just prefer Field as a fullback. I think he's better. That's my personal opinion. So if you want to come at me about. in the comments, go for but it. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? <laughs> no, because our, list, our viewers and listeners, they're, they're a discerning... They don't care about the dream team either. This thing is just it's a bit of fluff, isn't it? Well, it's nice. Well, I felt, really nice. Nice. I felt really nice to be on the panel. Well, no, I'm not saying... I'm, not saying <laughs> I'm getting to go to the awards ceremony on the 10th of October, so... We, we don't know if we're allowed. Um, we don't know if you're allowed? Yeah. I mean, I got invited to the Women's Awards last year because... <laughs> of course we reckon having TV's Danny Capreem on the podcast helped us get on the shortlist for the best rugby podcast award vote now we went to York for the women's grand finals as Barrow gained promotion to the top bit of Super League which may not be its official name I'm not sure uh, beating Lee in the process we'll hear from their coach Amanda Wilkerson in a moment but first here's their joyous captain Jody Litherland Johnny, congratulations. Sum up the feeling after that one. Honestly, first of all, absolutely knackered. <laughs> Second of all, just can't wait to celebrate with the girls tonight. We've worked so hard for that. Two years, three years, four years since we came down to Raiders. And, yeah, like, what a long season. It looks well, 11 months. So, um, us old girls deserve it. We've been around a while now. And, 
Um, I know Lee were a great opposition today and um, I'm sure their time will come with all their young lasses that they've got and the talent that they've got in there, but it's our time right now. Tight first half, 2-0. You look like you were, you, you were gesticulating to uh, the, the coaching or whatever. Should you take the two before half-time? Yeah, I couldn't see a face, so it's like, oh my God, should I? If I don't, I'm not going to get told off, but... I just think in really tight games like that, like two points can be the difference. So at one point as well in the second half, we were talking to each other about thinking about taking one point. So yeah, really tight game and um, probably didn't show our true like ability to play until them last 20 minutes. And sometimes when you're back against a wall like that, um, you just got to find that. I don't even know where it comes from sometimes, that, that extra push and that extra gear. And yeah, we just found it and we were able to get over the line in the end. So No, no panic when they scored those two tries in the second half? Uh, well, the second one definitely want to try. My player is absolutely 100% sure she ground it first. The uh, photographer behind the sticks has just shown us a picture of it, so that's rubbing salt into the womb a little bit. And um, Yeah, I think that, it, like I said, we shouldn't need a kick up the ass like that to come back and, and pull it out of the bag, but if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. I think the best thing about this season, there's been some big, big wins, and it's not brilliant for the game. Um, and then there's been some really, really tough games like that. And um, I'd rather win a game like that than, than beat a team 62 or whatever it is. But yeah, I think that um, we deserve that today on the back of it. You've got a time to celebrate, but then you've got to get ready for next season and some, some big games and some big teams are coming up to uh, Cumbria. Yeah, and I think that um, it's right that there's a Cumbrian team representing in the top division. I think that's what the girls are doing it for today. It's bigger than just ourselves, like I've said. There's a group of us who are coming to the end of our journey, but it's about having them opportunities for the young kids coming through and having that ambition and goal to play in the Women's Super League up in Cumbria. Like, league, they can go and play for Wigan Saints. Um, they've got people who play for those clubs coming back in and uh, they've got the opportunity to do that here uh, in, in like Lancashire and Yorkshire, but it's, it's right that Cumbria has a team in there and a team full of Cumbrians with a Cumbria coach. They couldn't be prouder of that, so, yeah. How, in, how important is Amanda to the team? Oh, she's, she's coached grand final winning teams in, with Wigan. What, what, what does she bring to Barrow? I think going back to your last question, if we um, two seasons ago we'd have bottled that today, we'd have gone a few points behind, our heads would have gone down, but she's built and built and built momentum and belief in ourselves that whatever's up against us, we can we can face it. And like, oh, I'm forever grateful for her coming in and taking over. That's no kind of disrespect to anyone that's been because it's build, been a building block. We've built and built and built. And that's where we're at now, and we can't wait to go and compete in the in that top tier next year. So can't wait. How much are you going to enjoy the team song? Oh, a lot. We're getting that chase rooms, and let's go and put Lee in the bin. Amanda, a win for Barrow, a win for Cumbria. Yeah, outstanding. A little bit speechless, speechless, really. You know, I've coached in some big games in my career, but this one felt different today when I got this morning. I think you know, there's nothing like coaching your hometown uh, and such a special bunch of girls I know I talk about it a lot they are talented players but good people make good teams and today I wanted it so much for them they put so much effort into it and you know it was a tight game and there was times where we were poor but when it counted they really come to and got us a win very tight too at half time there seems to be some uh, miscommunication whether she should go for the, uh, the goal kick or not yeah I, the, the you know, I'm a little bit sticking to what I like. I'm not a person that likes to go for two. I really am not. It's never an option. Uh, but for me, this time, I just joked with the girls and said, oh, I only, went, only told you to go for the two because I thought I'd get myself on camera going for the two. So we're just laughing about it. But, yeah, that's why, because they know that I want to just play. But I think it was the right choice. Went two tries behind in the second half, but didn't seem to be any panic in the team. 
Uh, I think there was a little bit, a little bit. I think it knocked them a little bit. I think they knew they had to dig deep and they had to find something. Probably some of them players out there will have gone to a place they've never been before. You know, we've got a lot of new players out there that play in the first ever season of rugby league. They're not rugby players, so to be in that situation to know they had to find something, they'll have gone to a really ugly place. But they did. They went to that place, and I think you know it was touch and go there for me watching on, and they did. And then as soon as they got that try, I knew there'd be another. Big teams coming up to Barrow next season. How are you going to make it uh, even more important than you have in Division Two? Uh, for me, I just think I'm, I'm really confident with what I've got. We've got some really young players, young talented players, and we've got players coming through. So I'm quite, I'm quite confident in this Cumbrian team that we have. Uh, and for me, it's like, you know, yeah, you know, I might look at players, but no, let players come and look at us. Who wants to come and pull my Barra shirt? Because that's what we're about. You know, but for me, these girls have wanted to play for Barra, wanted to put that Barra shirt on, and they're the players that we want. And for me, I think there's lots to build on. To get here in two years, the plan was to get to Super League in three years, and we've done it in two. So I think the future is very bright. Now, 2023 was finally York's year. The Valkyrie, which I still can't spell, renamed for this season, ended their run of defeats in finals, beating Leeds to be crowned the champions. Daisy Sanderson and Rhiannon Marshall's reaction follows that of the former woman of steel, Tara Jane Stanley. The group of players and, and Lindsay and, and, and the assistants that have a, a stigma around not being able to compete in those big grand finals, well... We've washed that off the park, haven't we? So, uh, no, I'm absolutely made up. I'm made, for, made up for the club, I'm made up for the girls, I'm made up for the, the coaching staff who put so much work in and I'm made up for York because we had a fantastic turnout today. It was amazing. So you've ruined it for us all now, haven't you? Because now you've won a final. We've got to find something Yeah, you've got to find something else to talk, talk about now. Yeah. Uh, can you go back to back and win uh, another grand final, the Challenge Cup? Uh, well, um, Rhiannon was mentioning you're going to win the treble next year anyway. Well, Rihanna loves it, doesn't she? She loves the ball. But no, it genuinely is about just building building the club. And um, I think as well, like the York Club, we want to go on, we want to win the grand finals, we want to go to, to Wembley, hopefully, win the Challenge Cup. But it's also about building that foundation and, and young girls who've got talent turning towards York and not just the big clubs like St. Helens, Leeds. And uh, just really understanding what we're trying to do at, at, at York and uh, hopefully it'll work. And this, I think it's the first team from York to win a major championship in this country and you're the team that's done it it's just amazing i'm gonna raise so many first i'm gonna raise so many like and it's just honestly i've just been pinching peachy on the side that she come up you know that far away did it hurt she went yeah i went good it's real because i've dreamt about this moment dreamt about it that much that when the hooter went off me and peachy ran at each other and they scored <laughs> that much we dreamt about it but no i'm absolutely made up and, and it still really ain't hit me like it's just it's just crazy so no one's won woman of steel back to back do you want to be a first one are you going to let your mate win it peachy is amazing she is she's a true captain um and in all honesty it is, it, it, the, the individual honours are great, but it was a very lonely place last year to win it, uh, to win Woman of Steel, because obviously we lost, but uh, nah, Peachy deserves it, she can have it. How long is the celebration going to last? Not very long for me, I've got work in the morning. <laughs> How big a party is it going to be tonight? Oh, I think it's going to be a, um, a long one, let's put it that way, everyone's everyone's wearing. To be fair, we didn't really plan much, because obviously we didn't know which way the game was going to go, but... We have said if we if we win, then we're gonna we're gonna go out and have a good drink. Yeah. How important was it to York? You've been in so many finals in recent years or semi-finals. How important was it to win this big big game? Uh, real important, and we had one goal and we stuck to that, and and it's paid off for us. You know, we've been guilty for other years of coming coming out here, starting starting a process and not sticking to it. So, I think 
it's finally clicked for us and, and it just feels awesome like we're just we're just chuffed to bits coming off the bench as you did this afternoon do you feel that was a it wasn't a bad tactic was it just rough them up a bit <laughs> no I mean that that's everyone knows like, that that's my game I like to get in there a bit rough and rough and ready so um, and probably give it to him like I, like I like to play nice and fast and things like that so that's what that we, we utilize my ability and and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and it's worked today I feel like special group of players here obviously winning the grand final for the first time what happens next to you um doing the treble we've won league we've won grand final we missed out on Wembley this year you know next year's a new year we start fresh and we, 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 we rebuild and we go again so hopefully you know we'll win treble next year and how important has Lindsay Anfield been to, to York and, and to yourself we we put our we, this year we've put our blood sweat tears mainly for Lindsay because she's done so much for us and we wouldn't be where we are without her and, and I personally played for her and, and, and the fans and you know I just I just left everything out there for, for Lindsay speaking of the fans they were, they were quite loud this afternoon I know there were parts of, parts of it I couldn't even hear him I couldn't hear him calls because the fans were that loud but it's, it's ace isn't it to think back from when I first started we didn't even have we were playing on a pitch on a backfield like and then now look at it it's, it's great congratulations thank you very much what does it mean to a player who's been at York for so long and when times weren't quite as good as they are today. Oh, do you know what? I've always enjoyed playing at York, no matter what, uh, winning or losing. But today to see all the fans and the crowd getting behind the girls and, and the set-up of girls we have now and the great coaches we have and the chairman, the sponsors, like it's incredible to see how much the game has grown, especially for York. We're such a small city and we don't didn't necessarily always get what we needed to grow as a club. And now we have it, and we've just, <laughs> we just won a grand final for it. I asked, that's incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely proud, especially I'm York born and bred. So it's brilliant to have a, a grand final at home. Because the men obviously never won the grand final or the championship in the olden days. Not yet. The football team have never won the Premier League. And probably, you know, but you're the, you're the first, you're yeah. the, the team for York. Yeah, we're the team. So it's nice to see that York has got behind us. You can see by the attendance today I know some were leads as well but even just the Yorkshire community I think it's been brilliant because everyone's got together and we're all proud of each other we're proud of Leeds this season as well like the game is just growing and that's what we love to see what's next? oh well I mean I, I think we've still got the nines next year uh, we'll hopefully get to Wembley we want to go to Wembley as well because that would be immense um, the final may take place in Manchester as well Old Trafford that, that would be a brilliant platform as well uh, I haven't Personally, I've enjoyed having it here in York, um, which has been brilliant for me. But, yeah, just next steps is, is winning more trophies, more titles. How long do your celebrations last? Have you got work tomorrow or anything important? Oh, I've got work tomorrow, yeah. I'm, I'm on the open, but uh, do you know what? I'll be celebrating tonight with the girls. Uh, we'll still enjoy it. And tomorrow, I'm sure I'll get a round of applause at work as well. So, yeah. Wigan's men won the league leader shield. Presented on the telly, medals. York's women... League Leader Shield got medals. Leeds Rhinos wheelchair team win the League Leader Shield, no medals. So, RFL, pull your fingers out and get them some medals. There must be some spare ones somewhere in the cupboard. You give them all to match commissioners and stuff, so there must be some spare ones. <laughs> that, that's they? often a sub subject amongst uh, match commissioners. <laughs> what, do they, what, do, what, do they get a medal? They, do, they, they may or not, may <laughs> oh, not have. There may have been a period ones. where they may not have got them or, <laughs> or weren't allowed up on a ceremony board to get them and all the rest of it. But, Stand there at the side of the kitchen going. I'm done. That's your eighth substitution. Don't have any more.
Lusix in the academy. So. so RFL sort it out. There must be some spare medals around Shields. We, we, well, we used to have spare League Leader Shields, didn't we? Nigel's covered, yeah, so come on. I awesome. think you make a fair point there. If, you, if, you, if whatever you do now for the men's and the women, it has to be the same, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're not made of gold, are they? Just no, they're not. Chocolate. I'll tell you that. Well, I said if, if you don't, they're not as good as they w- as they were. <laughs> of years they're not made ago. by Fatarini's anymore. No, uh, no, I don't think they are. They, they were. Ma- I've got Fatarini medals, but they're not. The, the more recent ones were. They're the ones you've got insured. The new. The I've n- well, they're, no, they're, they're the ones that are going on eBay. Keep seeing. So, so yeah, RFL sorting out. Come on, they deserve medals. Um, I mean, I'm not paying for them, but. <laughs> New Betfred deal. Yeah, yeah, Fred. New floor for Fred. wheelchair, <laughs> set of medals. Get us some medals and we'll present them. They can come into the show and we'll, we'll give them the medals. There must be some medals somewhere, surely. Uh, for narrative purposes, we're off to Manchester, but to the wheelchair grand final as Wigan Warriors underdogs going in to the match opened up a lead over Leeds Rhinos. were pegged back, but didn't worry, and took home the title. We spoke to their captain, Deck Roberts, after hat-trick hero Jack Heggie. Congratulations, grand final winner, Something up, what's it feel like? Right, we sort of knew ahead of the game, Leeds were clear favourites, they earned that right, they won the league, uh, league leaders. We came in at third place, everyone ritters off in the semi-final, the game for the final, so we thought it was a free hit. But a lot of these guys, we've, we've not like won a lot for the last 10 years, so I think when you sort of saw the final whistle there, it, it, that was the reaction, it, it was a relief, it, it was like, you know, finally we've, we've won, but it's come against all odds and I think that's when we've played our best leagues in the last two games. There's a term that I can't use on, on <laughs> that we've basically said, but we've just basically gone, you know, what have we got to lose and it, it's shown in that performance today, some of the rugby we've played is unbelievable. Is it a hat-trick you got this afternoon? I think I did, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who stood up. Would you rugby league like there's so much that happens throughout the game you just don't know you're like you just literally onto the next set onto the next set and I think we went behind for a little bit and normally for us that that's the turning point where we start infighting and but we stay positive stuck to the plan and I'm I'm just glad I could contribute really like I mean there's I could talk about Laney I could talk about Matt I could talk about all the guys that contributed so much to this. I think that amused me the most sat in the stands was. Lots of players, they've got a serious face, haven't they? You're, like, you're having a training session out there, you're having a laugh. I think that, again, there's no pressure on us. The pressure was on Leeds, everyone wrote us off. And I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I wind people up there, so they bite there and they obviously, when they're tackling, I'm laughing and joking. But that's just my way of playing, really. If I, if I am too serious, it gets to me. So, yeah, when I'm sort of laughing and joking, that sort of works for me. But I do have my moments, I do have my moments. England versus France coming up. Hopefully you've impressed the coach this afternoon. Uh, ho- hopefully so. I think there's a fair few of us knocking on the door. I mean, um, obviously you've got Tom Allo, Joe Coy, Jack Brown, that was obviously there, and Declan, that were there in the England squad for the World Cup. And then there's obviously guys, obviously Josh Butler, I think he won Young Player of the Season. For me, he was my player of the season. I thought he was phenomenal all, all, all this season. Um, and there's only a limited amount of spots, so... Hopefully, but I'm not taking it for granted. I've just got to keep working and hopefully Tom makes that decision. Phil Roberts not here this afternoon, but, no, uh, but, no. but with me in some kind of spirit, I'm guessing. Oh, hun- hun- yeah, 100%. Like, obviously, uh, Phil started the season with us and 
we've made a few tweaks from his coaching, but nothing like major. It's still, it's still all his ideas. Obviously, Chris has come in, and uh, a few of the guys, like, even in our championship team now at training, like, some of these guys have really energised us. And you know, it's a real club feel, both across obviously our championship team and our Super League team. Unfortunately, obviously the championship guys didn't um, get to the end in terms of the result they wanted today, but. A lot of them guys are pushing us, like you know Nathan Roberts and Tom and Danny. For, for me personally, I feel threatened, and that's good because it's all good competition. What happens next? Do you get to go on an open top bus tour around Wigan with the men's team? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know, to guys. Again, probably because we didn't expect to be in this position, we've sort of not really got any plans. But I'm sure we'll find a way to enjoy it. Two men, also, but not a bad game this afternoon. No, I can't complain about that. It's a uh... Tough game, we knew it was going to be a tough game. The quality side, great players. Stuck to process, went through it, and yeah, went pretty well. Can't complain about that. You led for so long and went behind late on. Was there any worries at that point? Not at all. I'll be honest, I've genuinely never been so relaxed playing a game. We, we knew we were good enough to win. We know all we had to do was stick to our process and we'd get the ball back. Because I don't think we touched the ball for about 10 minutes. To get the ball back, play again. Obviously, they were the big favourites. Jack's mentioned that before. He, he described it as a free hit this afternoon. You know what? That's the way we looked at it. We knew that there were some people speculating we wouldn't even make the top four. We knew we were massive underdogs. So the game plan was literally come here, enjoy it, see what happens. And we're enjoying it now. What's the plan for, for tonight, for, for going forward? A big celebrations? Go and get a brew and get to bed. I'm back at work tomorrow. Uh, the men won obviously yesterday. It's been a decent weekend for Wigan. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we, I was there last night. So that was a very defensive game. Really enjoyed that. Obviously, very different to the scores gone. I don't know when it finished, but I knew it was quite high. 50 42, I think. Something like that. Oh, I didn't even realise it was that big. I thought we were only like two points up, yeah. And it, it was a bit more of an attacking game. We knew it was going to be free flowing. We're, we're more of an attacking side. They're a very good attacking side. So just back our attack and defend them when we can because we know like we said we've got some quality players you won this final your championship team reserve team you this in their grand final missed out today but that's got to be great for the future that you've had two teams in two finals and obviously you've picked up the big trophy yeah I think uh, if you'd have offered us two finals at the start of the year I wouldn't have snatched your hand off I'd have took your old arm so certainly can't complain about that just gives us so much to look forward to you know moving forward we, we said when we came here today we're favourites for neither we're underdogs in both just Play your game, enjoy yourself, and obviously six points off in the first one and won the second. Like you said, good signs moving forward. Great crowd here this afternoon, and hopefully a great crowd in a couple of weeks' time in Leeds for the, the big rematch against France. Yeah, yeah, the crowd here was phenomenal. It was so loud, it was brilliant. The atmosphere was amazing. Uh, no idea about a couple of weeks, but I certainly hope it's a loud one because it's always better when there's a crowd. Always better, and it's just good to feel people, even against you, coming from, I mean, 10, 15 spectators for years and years getting to places like this with so many people with or against it's amazing it's just can't thank people for coming enough how long are you going to take until you watch this back you going to get home straight put it on the telly yeah probably I tried to do it last time but I had it recorded so I'll do the same again today I suppose I just realised that Robert spoils the result of the men's grand final so sorry about that uh, back to the internationals and what a year it's been for Tom Johnston. A move to Catalan Dragon saw so him make his first grand final and back in the England team as well. We spoke to him after the second test against Tonga. Well, it sounded like something bleak. Tom happened in the corner there. Do you have to relive that? It's, uh, it's just one of those moments where you've got too much time. I didn't expect such a perfect kick from Mike and I was waiting for it, waiting for it. it Pops up nicely and then just, just heard him coming over, you know, to stop me. It's a panic. 
it's a, it's a shocker that it should be happening. Well, as you say, you didn't expect to keep that from Mike McMeekin, would you? No, never, but he absolutely nailed it and, you know, he, he said that he, he thought he completely expected me to score that, so got to hold my hand up there and say that that's, that's one that got away there. Best stuff at the other end, though, and a, a try-saving tackle under your belt. Yeah, just trying, trying to do my job. We, we said about being competitive and relentless, and what we've got to do is we, we don't want them to score, and if someone makes a mistake, we cover for them, and that, that's my job at the back. The big boys do all the tackling in the middle, and we cover the backfield. They did quite a good job, the forwards, haven't they, again this week, in, in protecting you all at the back? Yeah, 100%. You know, they've... They've got some some top NRL middles and our forwards stood up stood up to them every step of the way. If not got over, got over the top of them and set the platform for us to do our stuff. Third test next week in Leeds. Do you fancy chances of making a squad? Because obviously he's got a lot of decisions to make as the coach. Yeah, it's a great squad. Um, I, you know, I hope I get to play. I'd, I'd love to play in all three. It's it'd really finish my year in the way that you know I've, I've worked towards for the for the past five years. It's all I've thought about. So. Yeah, I can only hope that I've done enough. Yeah, it's fair to say I've seen you in some difficult teams at Wakefield, but to play at this level with Catalans and England, it's been a, it's not been a bad year. Yeah, it's 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 been a, an absolute dream, you know, surrounded by the players what I have. Um, not no disrespect to anyone at Wakefield, but getting to play along the the, the side of you know Jack Wellsby, at Catalans, Sam Tompkins, people like that, they're, they're, the, they're the best, some of the best players in the world, and it it just makes your job a little bit easier. Has this helped you get over what happened in the grand final to be straight into camp with England? It's not the same. I know you're not comparing like we're like, but has it helped you get over? Yeah, it? yeah. I was actually talking about this the other day, saying uh, it, it was you know a bit of pill to swallow, but I had two days and then I had to get on, get in the car and get up here to, to England for camp, and you know it's it's just such a great group group to be around. Uh, I've enjoyed every minute every week, so it, it you know puts it down. You mentioned last week, I think, after the game, how much hearing the national anthem meant to you last week, and that was the moment when you realised that that five years had been worthwhile. Yeah. Did you get that same feeling today? Yeah, yeah. It's always, it's always passionate hearing the, the national anthem, seeing how much it means to everyone, and hearing your, you know, your fellow player beside you singing. I was stood next to Mike, who's a close friend, so it, it was, it was very special. But last week was, was the pinnacle for me. It just, it was, it wasn't like yes, I've done it, but. To be back here after all that time, it was special. How do you approach next week, bearing in mind that the series is won and that was the, the first aim of this? Do you want to go out now and play a slightly different style of rugby, maybe a bit more entertaining in terms of thrilling the crowd? Um, no, I think I think the job's just get it done. Get get the three 0 That's what we set out for at the start of the start of camp, and uh, that's what we're going to try and do again. Uh, we're, like I said, clinical, relentless. That's what we're going to stick by. That's how, how England play, and that's how we're going to do it, and that's how we're going to wait on What happens when the series is finished? How do you get some R and R? Are you off now until January? Or uh, yeah, I need to speak to to Catalans about that, but I think I'll I'll get a couple of quite a few weeks off. Um, go away with my family. I didn't get a honeymoon last year after the wedding because I just went straight into training at Catalans. So go with my missus, my son, and just relax for a while. England's women ended their year with victory over Wales on a big weekend in Leeds, which saw them, the men and wheelchair teams, all in action. Now, Lacey Owen of York is at the start of her international career, while Wigan's Vicky Molyneux is one of England's OGs, as the kids say, and ended hers after the match, thankfully not getting sent off in it. A debut, a try, something all that. 
I'm actually quite speechless. I think I felt overwhelmed all week um, being in the camp with really experienced um, senior leaders and players. It's all I've really wanted to do since I've been young, so I'm really emotional, but I'm really happy to be here. So, yeah. It's off a great 2023 to win the grand final, then you met England, David, and score with Trump. Yeah, so we've had a great, obviously, we've had a great season 2023, getting a call up uh, midway through the season to come and play for Stu's team, um, and hopefully, I've done it justice today. So. Talk us through the try. Not the hardest of ones, but you've still got to score. I'll probably give the credit to Tara for that. Um, but yeah, you've still got to score it, so a try is a try and I'll take it. <laughs> How important is it having so many York players in the squad with you at international level? Yeah, it makes you comfortable. Um, it does, it makes you really comfortable. But everybody from every diff- every team's made me feel a part of this squad. Um, but the York girls especially have like, pushed me and said that I can be here today and I deserve it. So, so now you've got your first cap. How hard do you have to work to get your second and third and you know thirty odd like everyone on the top players? Uh, to be like Jodie, I've probably got to work even harder. Um, I don't know, so it gets harder every time. There's always new people coming in the squad. Uh, there's a lot of potential in a, in every single club, so I don't know. I'll just have to keep working harder and uh, work my way out for it to start in thirteen one day. What's the experience like that over the whole week? Not just playing the game, but building up to it. Um, it's been amazing, honestly. Like I said, the girls have been unreal, um, comforting, made me feel welcome and a part of the squad and that's probably why I've been able to perform today because they've made me feel like I belong here so sounds like you're having a bit of a party in there uh, well we've got food we've got more food <laughs> and music so yeah everybody's happy um, obviously the second half of the performance was the better half for us today so everybody's really buzzing really to get that second half win and the first half was great but we made improvements came out in the second half and executed is that because you came on in the second half? I won't say that. <laughs> no, definitely not me. Uh, I think Stu gave us a bit of a kick at half time, told us what needed to be done, and like I said, we executed. So. We're a tough opposition, Wells. Obviously, they're a lot further back in the line you know, in, in their development, but they give you a tough opposition this afternoon. Yeah, they've got a lot of rugby union players, um, so they know how to play rugby. Uh, they're not short of that. Uh, maybe lacking a little bit of ex- experience at rugby league, but all, all around they are really good rugby players, and um, obviously we're developing, but they're also developing, so over time they'll be as, as good as us, and it'll be a more tough competition going forward. So yeah. Cold and wet, lovely conditions. You must be, can't wait for the summer, can you? It already, yeah, I can't wait for the summer. I'd rather be training in my vest, not in two layers of skins, so, yeah. Age is a number. It's not a number, it's a It mindset. is a number. But, but, I, but I'm listening to this music, aren't you? You've never been involved in all that. Yeah, to be honest, I like it after the game. You know, before the game, I am a little bit, I'm quite quiet, um, and I like to just really focus on my own job and, and, you know, what I need to do. So I sort of keep myself to myself and keep trying ignore that and get in the zone but it is age is just a number but I don't feel 35 so <laughs> you feel you're leaving the game in a better place than when you started 100% yeah and you just look at the, the quality coming through um, and that's all you, you, you need to look at you know Lacey Owen steps on the field I think it might have been a first second touch of the ball and she scores a try and it's exciting and the, this squad you know with additions maybe cuts next year what, who knows but this squad with that culture and that ethos in that changing room there will be a World Cup winning squad and, and Stu and the backroom staff and are doing a fantastic job with you, that you mentioned staying involved with Wigan do you want to stay involved as a coach is it any other um, to be honest you know I've got, I've got an 8 year old daughter and you know to play at this standard requires a lot of commitment and a lot of time. You know, I haven't seen her since Wednesday up until when she was in the stands then. So, 
who knows what it'll bring you know I've got a really good um, job in a secondary school in, in Rochdale I'm head of PE there and I coach the girls at Rochdale Mayfield I've set up a, um, the girls pathway there as well so I've got a lot going on behind the scenes you know if an opportunity arises in the near in the future who knows but I'm just enjoying what I'm doing and I'm going to enjoy this moment today and, and not look too far ahead why are there so many teachers in, involved I don't in rugby? No, maybe it's just our character. I, don't, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, I just think, yeah, I just think when I was at, you know, at school growing up and I was always really good at PE, <laughs> good at science, um, I knew I wanted to be involved in sport and then I just went into teaching and, and that's sort of the pathway for me and I love it. I love my job. Denny Specs coming in at Wigan, uh, an interesting change of coach. Yes, exciting. You know, Chris Ratcliffe has done a lot for the the, the women's game at um, at Wigan, who's just stepped down, and you know, I owe a lot to him. He, you know, he's helped shape me as a person and, and a player, and he's he's fantastic. And uh, like I said, you know, I'm really grateful for what he's brought. Obviously, Denny Specs is exciting. I've only met him once, um, but you can only look at it as a positive thing. You know, full time coach at Wigan. It's what where the game's going now. You know, you look at the, the top sides who are in those finals and winning those finals, and, and that's what they've got behind the scenes. So we're going to do a great job getting that infrastructure right, um, supporting the girls in medical care and and everything. You know, the, just little things like helping recovery, and, and it's important for us because we do juggle motherhood, full time jobs, uni, college, and so on. So I think they're doing a fantastic job in getting those bits right. And and Dennis Betts, what a legend of the game. You know, a former man of steel. He's got a really, you know accolades in his coaching not just his playing career so yeah I'm really excited to work with him I mean I'm assuming because I don't know is he in the Wigan Hall of Fame because I know you are I don't know to be honest but yeah I am which is fantastic Um, I'm not sure if he is to be honest I'll have to have a look at that but I don't think you know even without a Hall of Fame if he is or if he isn't I don't think it's just his stature his his accreditation his accolades they just speak for themselves don't they with Dennis so yeah no one expects anything like that, but when did you find out and what was what was that like being inducted into the Hall of Fame? I had, didn't have a clue. Um, I got invited to the, the gala dinner for Wigan. Um, we've got our women's presentation next week. Um, and then the captain, she, she got up and she started saying on the, the words that she said about me was unbelievable. And thankfully, my sister's re- recorded it. She knew I didn't. So I just thought, obviously, I thought, why are they talking about me? And obviously, she's on stage. So I thought, maybe I'm getting like a, a women's player of the year. And when she said we'd like to induct you into the Hall of Fame, honestly, my jaw dropped, and I just couldn't believe it. And and I don't, I don't get nervous really speaking in front of people, but I was shit. I was like shaking. I had to just sort of take myself um, for a moment, and I just couldn't believe it. But what an honour, and and I hope it's it's quite overwhelming in, in such such a way because you get given this Hall of Fame and it's kind of giving you a little bit of status and you want to do that justice um, so I owe a lot to Wigan um, they've supported me all the way and, and what a club to be involved in and, and I really do think it's you know just doing that you know putting me in the Hall of Fame inducting me into Hall of Fame really shows where they are as a club so, yeah. I mean, it's, not, it's not a list of nonsense players. No, Billy Boston, <laughs> Sean O'Loughlin. It's like wow. Um, so yeah, I kind of don't feel like I deserve it. You know, I don't think you do. And I think you know that it's important for me to go around again with Wigan next year. I want to get to a final. I want to win a final. Um, I said last year uh, we were in. I think it was a league game, and I oh, was it quite a final. I can't remember, but um, we are closing the gap to those top sides, but. I'm sick of closing the gap. I want to win. I want to beat those top sides. So I feel like hopefully I can contribute to, to maybe helping 
you know Dennis and the team to, to get us there obviously my bit is on the pitch and, and I leave them to all, do all the, the complicated stuff and on the planning and for that so I give it a go give it my all and let's see if we can get there oh sorry I was going to say one last one Dennis obviously you've got a family connection to it and going up to Brighton so you all have known him Inside out oh, and yeah, I imagine some of the younger girls in the squad probably, yeah, you know, probably don't really know that much about him. To be honest, when a few said it was Dennis Betts, they like, who? <laughs> and you do get that, you know. You've got a lot of young girls in particular that they haven't had that rugby background. They're just athletes, you know, and they love sport and they've come into the game quite late. So, you know, there's only people, dinosaurs like me. Um, my dad played for Wigan and, you know, I just grew up sort of in and around that rugby culture and watching Wigan on TV. So um, going to games, so obviously I knew who he was. Um, so yeah, so the younger girls, I'm like, are you kidding? You do not know who he is. But they genuinely, some of them didn't. So, but I'm sure after that first training session, they will. <laughs> right, we started with Liam Fowl, and we'll end with him as his Wigan side made history at Old Trafford. Liam, how proud of you of the team to be the first team in the grand final not to concede a try? Is that? I didn't know that before. Yeah, we'll um, have to go back and check. <clears throat> Look, we've, we've we've built our game all year on being defensively really good, um, and I only think the last couple of months we've actually started to see the good parts of it. And to do what we've done in the grand final, you just said that is probably a, a big a big achievement. It's just a big achievement for us, um, and it just shows what we've built our game. And we set a goal in the year to be the best defensive team in the comp. We've achieved it, um, and yeah, just really proud of the lads' effort. Um, uh, defence is not just um, tactical stuff, it's more down to your desire and your will to defend and we've shown a lot of that tonight. Uh, thanks for your support in 2023 and hopefully that continues into 2024. Having started this project at Radio Yorkshire in 2014, we don't feel like throwing in the towel just yet. Network.